Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande and I am your host. And if you've watched gay porn in the past 12 years, I've definitely helped you get off. And um, so as the gentleman that I'm interviewing today, uh, I've had the privilege of working with him uh, a good, what, four or five times at this point? Yeah, I yeah. so. And um, he is a uh, porn actor and he is an advocate for Prep Squad in Washington, D.C., right? Prep Squad, mm -hmm. D.C.? Yep. Otherwise known as Undetectable Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, please help me welcome Jason Zhu. Hello, yeah. everyone. Jason, how did you come up with your name? Uh, so, I, my real name starts with a J, so I, I wanted to, out of respect for my dad, stay in like a J-type name. Mm -hmm. uh, and I came across Jason, but I didn't want it spelled the regular way because I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw another uh, uh, Jason and I was just like, oh wow, this is a different spelling, like I like that, that's cool. Uh, Zoo, I originally wanted to uh, have something to go with Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, but that didn't work out, and so I was like, alright, so what's next? Um, and so I started thinking of like, you know, Asian last names because I love uh, anime and martial art mm -hmm. movies. So I was like, alright, I came across Zhu, which is actually Zhu, but uh, at the time I was listening to the dance artist Zhu, and like, I was just like, oh my god, this is supposed to be it. And then mm -hmm. so like some weird way I came up with saying, Oh yeah, that that rounds with Doctor Who, Doctor Zoo, and I was just like, I I like it, so I stuck yeah. with it. Uh, originally, they wanted me to change my last name, but who? Big uh, porn? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my first studio, Lucas Entertainment, Lucas Michael Lucas wanted me to change it, mm -hmm. uh, but his uh, marketing guy was like, no, I don't see anything yeah, wrong with it. Yeah, Jason Zoo, it's nice. Yeah, I like it. It's very different. Thank you. Yeah, and then you have you uh, under Twitter, it's like Sensei. Sensei Koga, yeah, Sensei that's Koga. my and BDSM. That's what I go by, Sensei Koga. Oh, okay. So yeah. you do some BDSM. Yeah, oh, we can get yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So, um, your you started your porn career how long ago? Uh, two thousand and sixteen. Okay. So yeah, I've been doing it for almost uh, four years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are now producing and doing your own stuff. You're a content creator. Yep, I have uh, stuff on just for fans, mm -hmm. and I also. Uh, I have been putting some of my like clips on Pornhub as well, but primarily, uh, user, primarily using uh, just for fans. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when you um, when you produce, right now you are a model who's worked with a lot of different studios, uh, and now you're also a producer. Tell me what what that's like. Oh man, it's it is. It's fun, mm -hmm. but it is stressful. Um, for myself, I really enjoy like organic, uh, real sex. So mm -hmm. I really haven't worked with a lot of guys who are already in the industry mm -hmm. or humans who are in the industry because I don't know how they identify. Uh, but um, so getting regular people who might have maybe did like a little clip for their personal mm -hmm. like private collection or you know haven't done this at all but have fantasized about it um, it's a hurdle for sure mm -hmm. uh, because you have to convince people like hey this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna do it so you have to know what you want uh, as a content producer and mm -hmm. be like okay this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna get into uh, if you want discretion I have a mask I have a hood uh, I could blare your face out or we could just do like no like face at all mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. so you have to have all of these conversations including like conversations about like you know uh my hiv status and their hiv status and then like 
uh, STDs or STIs, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, and then figuring out where you want to do it at, you know, yeah. and it's just now yeah. I'm at the point where I'm paying for hotels. Oh boy. Okay. So yeah. you're producing, you're, yeah. you're into it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? Yeah. It's, it's how, how much of it it really is. You're editing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I so edit. Yeah. And, um, prior to like when I first started, I was like super into editing. I was like, all right, it has to be like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was using a GoPro and my phone. Uh, now I just use my phone and, and I have uh, maneuvered a way to where I can just keep it going like straight on through mm-hmm. and without a lot of edits mm-hmm. uh, because that way it's a lot easier because oh, yeah. the editing is like time consuming yes. and you have to take it from this platform <laughs> and put it on this one and then put it bring it back to this platform yeah. in order to upload it to the site well, what um what program were you using uh, i'm using so i typically do everything on my phone so i'm using adobe clips okay yeah all right wow okay that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That that keeps it like very uh-huh. simple. Yeah. yeah. It's but it's a pain sometimes because if you like stop in the middle, mm-hmm. you gotta cut that out and then like put these you know together to merge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's. Woo. What can you tell me about uh, being your own independent producer and um, working in? You've worked. You worked at the big studios. Yeah. 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 You've, well, I'm not. I don't mean that in a yeah. derogative way. I yeah. mean. I mean, um, all the Treasure studio. Island, uh, Dark Alley, the studio that I was with before, all these studios are, they're, they're yeah. in their own right, yeah. they're big studios. I, yeah. But I'm talking like Hollywood production studios. Yeah, You've worked I, with them. I pretty much work with the ones that feature primarily white models. Um, yeah. All those studios. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I've never, um, okay, we'll, we can get it. I got into it a little bit with Max Connor because... Um, you know he he's uh he's awesome. He works with Normail a lot. Yeah. He works with a lot of different studios. I know you've worked with them before. Yeah, we're no longer friends. Unfortunately. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But I I don't mean that. Uh, I don't want to bring it up in a in a, a no, bad no, no, way. No, or no, anything. no. I still have love for him. As yeah. A, as a human being, it's just that uh, I just couldn't agree with his his methodology. And it okay. Was just, I was just like, you know, I I can't. Like I, I can't. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I know it happens. My my thing. I think it was him. I'm not sure if it was, if it was, if it wasn't him. It was Seth Knight. Somebody told me, um, uh, basically was saying, you know, Normail. Thanks, thank God for Normail, because now we have porn for people of color. And I was oh, like, hold on a second. Was that in a speech? Um, no, no. Okay, I know who. Okay, no, okay, I, I know yeah, who that okay, was. Because you know, when I was there, and I clutched my pearls. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my biggest, my biggest thing is, is, um. And it's not, this is not a judgment at all. Oh, this yeah. is not anything. This is fact. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I don't know Chi-Chi LaRue mm-hmm. personally uh, in a lot. I've, I've met um, him in a, in a couple of situations, yeah. uh, you know, when he's DJing or doing anything like that uh, in Chicago, usually. Um, he's been doing this since the 90s. So that's so funny that you bring this up because uh, after my, my moment with Noir Mail, uh, I went and did some research mm-hmm. and I was just like, wow, like I was believing, you know, like, cause for me, like, I don't try to like dig into people's past mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. to really like be like, all right, this is who you are as a human. Like I'm trying to take you for who you are now. And hopefully at some point, like there is some change or some evolution mm-hmm. that has uh, happened. Or, um, but to see that, uh, that this was done before, um, it's kind of 
sad yeah. a little bit. Well, see, because I've worked, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, Forbidden Funk as a studio. They do Black Breeders. They do a couple of different things. Okay, I know Black Breeders yes. for sure. Yes, so Forbidden Funk, BK's been doing this since 2008. Mm-hmm. And I, under Dark Alley, we were the, I was the liaison between Dark Alley and Forbidden Funk. And mm-hmm. we distributed them and we made sure that their stuff was looking good. Mm-hmm. And it was out there. And he, he was doing it kind of underground, kind of presenting a whole new, like a, a look at, a, a, it's a black studio, mm-hmm. getting real black men mm-hmm. um, of every size and shape, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a very successful studio mm-hmm. um, in their own right. It just wasn't a Hollywood studio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he said something to me that was very interesting once. And it was, uh, a lot of the studios, what they do is they'll hire some black models, mm-hmm. but it looks like, you know how when the Barbie dolls, when you had the, the regular Barbie and then you had the black Barbie, mm-hmm. just look like they yep. dipped the one in yep. chocolate uh-huh. and it's basically the same yeah, doll. Yeah, no, and it, really what it is is that they all run through this like little cycle of hiring like black models uh, when it's convenient for them or when mm-hmm. they uh, want to, you know, act like they're being inclusive. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Dude, like you're not. Well, no. see, that was my only gripe. So when they brought up, you know, thank God for Normail, I said, hold on a second. Yeah. Because there are studios that were doing it way before. And and my only gripe mm-hmm. uh, with Jeech LaRue would be, um, why now? Yeah. Why 2017? I give people, yeah, people the example of like a studio like Raw Strokes mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. like Noir Mail. Like Raw Strokes has been doing interracial mm-hmm. scenes, black on black scenes. Like they have been doing it for a while and it's no one has a problem with it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I think everybody kept on taking away is that, you know, everyone had a problem with the interracial scenes. And I was like, no, have you not seen Mix It Up, boy? Yeah. Like yeah. there have been other studios that have done this, you know, so it's not something that is groundbreaking. The issue mm-hmm. is, is the storyline. Like, okay. and, and that is really what it is, is that if you're going to say, hey, this is what we're going to, we're going to try to do something different mm-hmm. for people of color, primarily black men then do that, but don't have the same, you know, dog whistle, you mm-hmm. know, segments and, and scenes that are going on because mm-hmm. we get it, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not innovative. Like yeah. It's, it's, well, you had mentioned, um, last I spoke to you last, we did a scene together. You were going to start writing for Nora Mail. Yeah. And like, I'm so disappointed about like, cause you know, when I came out to San Diego, uh, I was a I was expecting, you know, we were going to start doing some real collaboration because I was living on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was all of these, like, you know, promises of, you know, yeah, we're going to get you off first, starting off writing. And then we're going to, you know, work up to, like, you know, consulting Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is going to be great because then for me, like, like, yes, I have to be that black guy that comes in. Mm -hmm. But if it's, you know, one of us, then Mm -hmm. I can bring along because I know people Mm -hmm. who write. I know people who, you know, direct. I know people who are, you know, good at all of these things. Mm-hmm. They just do not work in our industry. Mm-hmm. So I was ready. Like, I had my people like, hey, this is opportunity coming up. Be prepared. You're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And to really see, you know, I wrote one script, which is Double Checkmate, uh, which kind of got, once we got there, you know, she, she kind of changed it up. Uh put her thing on and had Rocco and Rocco Steele and like army fatigue mm. and Rocco was confused. He was like, well, I'm reading a script and like, this doesn't like what I'm wearing doesn't make 
makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know because Rocco, I wrote this script exactly for who you are as a person because I wanted you in the military because I know one, that's what they want. They mm -hmm. want some daddy S type vibe. So I was like, all right, let me give the people what they want mm -hmm. to make, you know, corporate mm -hmm. seem like, you know, I'm doing what they want me to do. But he was retired. So a good old polo and, you know, some shorts or, or I mean, uh, uh, pants or whatever would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. No, we got to go army fatigue because we have to like make it more campy or, mm -hmm. or like just not realistic mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like this I, at the point I was just like, you know, I don't care what you do with it. Let's just get this done yeah. and get it over yeah. with. So now um, has that kind of soured your look at um it's corporate corporate porn yeah. you're absolutely right because it, it, it is it really is about money we have studios out there now that are doing uh gay porn that are either run by women or run by mm -hmm. uh straight guys mm -hmm. i don't know i think that something's I, lost there I, yeah so that's what like i don't i really don't agree about like you know the straight guys running gay porn like women I don't really have an issue with mm -hmm. because I already know that the content sometimes that they would create would be a lot more intimate. Okay. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, okay. because it's yeah. such a, Good a point. different Good way point. to look at it, mm -hmm. a different perspective to put on it. That's why a lot of like women enjoy cocky boys because okay, yeah. of, you know, how the story is told and how intimate and it's not always just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, you're boom, absolutely boom. right. I, I, I was, uh, I'm sorry. I spoke way ahead of myself, but oh, yeah, I no do worries. know that women do. Yeah enjoy watching gay yeah. porn and but with the straight men it's just that they just give us these like dry narratives mm. and it's just like all right you know that might work for straight porn and yeah. but <laughs> it doesn't work for gay porn yeah. and it's going to be even more problematic and because you're working inside a marginalized group mm -hmm. so then once you throw race on top of that it gets even more marginalized mm -hmm. and so now everything is magnified because we already have that tension in the beginning it's mm -hmm. just so now you're just now putting it on film mm -hmm. well see i if i was these studios right because they have tons of money mm -hmm. they're 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 not i'm not saying they're swimming in it but they have enough to to do what they do if i was these studios and i had this money and i um i wanted to start a gay porn division mm -hmm. i'd start a gay porn division have uh, p uh gay directors gay you know like people that know it a little more yeah. for me it just seems like a big money grab yeah. when you do when any uh -huh. studio does something that's not really their niche mm -hmm. or that they weren't doing yeah. when they could have been doing yeah. it and making a difference like if you really wanted to like make some real change like yeah you could have still had she she you know there but like like i tell people i give the example of like pose like mm -hmm. ryan murphy you know, is wants to tell this story, mm -hmm. but Ryan Murphy has not walked a ball, does not, is not in mm -hmm. ball culture. Like, so he went to people who were there, mm -hmm. who are a part of this, who have firsthand knowledge of this to really make this show authentic. Mm -hmm. Noir Mail didn't, they had that opportunity and they didn't do it. Is this your, like, was that your departure into your own kind of brand of, of what you're doing? Yeah, I think my last straw was just... It just, when I, one, heard about, you know, black-on-black -black scenes from, you know, John being a percentage for a site named Noir Mail, mm. like, I was just like, are you looking at numbers and, like, you're not looking at the bigger picture and mm -hmm. the cultural impact of, like, what this is going to have mm -hmm. uh, for people who look like me. Um, so that kind of soured me a little bit. 
um, and then having to like consistently, you know, like with other studios, you always have to like be like, hey, I want to work with this model, mm -hmm. and this model might be a person of color, mm -hmm. primarily a black person, but you're doing that because you're like, hey, I am into black people too. Mm -hmm. Also, I want people to see, you know, that it's okay to be at this studio and have black on black scenes. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing so much uh, that I want to do as a, like a person. Mm -hmm. um, but if I have to ask for that at a company named Noir Mail, then what's the point? Yeah. Like why, why am I asking to do black on black scenes? Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree. I think it's, uh, it has to do with the numbers at the mm -hmm. end of the day. I've heard uh, a lot of times from a lot of studios that I've worked with, or from people that are distributors trying to buy stuff, mm -hmm. that, you know, well, black doesn't really, like, black on black doesn't really sell that well. Yeah. I think, I, I beg to differ. I do too. So it's there. It's, yeah. yeah you it's just, for <laughs> them to say that, and, like, they're looking at a perspective of saying, like, gay white men won't purchase it. Mm -hmm. But, like, my partner will, he will let you know, like, he's like, I do not watch porn with white guys in it like mm -hmm. i'm like if it's not like you know a black guy or just a person of color in mm -hmm. general like I, I don't watch it like i like black on black scenes i've heard that from other gay white men they like black on black scenes mm -hmm. uh and just to keep on saying that you know they won't buy it or they're not into it it's like no that's not real mm -hmm. like in your time in all of these studios what has been a good experience? Like one of those things where you're like, okay, wow, this is cool. This is what I do. I enjoy this. Uh, it's my it's my job. Yeah, I really like working with Kinkman. Yeah, Kinkman was I. They were so professional, but like so like queer forward. Mm -hmm. And I guess because like you're dealing with like you have people in bondage, so like you mm -hmm. have to like it's so many like liabilities uh, that you just don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So like they have to create that environment, but it felt real safe. Mm -hmm. Kinkman, did that open, you mentioned before a little bit about BDSM, did that open a door or was that already there? So my, my best friend is actually in uh, uh, BDSM and he's, he just got uh, Mr. Leather, uh, Maryland 2020. Mm -hmm. um, yay, yeah, good congrats. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he actually started me, uh, my curiosity, because for me, I was like, all right, we don't do that. Like, that's not a thing. But come to find out, like, it is a thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a whole bunch of us who are into BDSM. And so, you know, I just started trying things and figuring out, okay, what I'm into and what I'm not into. Uh, and after that, it just, it was a rabbit hole. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply for Kinkman. Mm. So when you say I'm into BDSM, what, what does that mean? Like, what does that entail? Give me a, a scenario that you would be... Like, okay, I can get into this, and this is this is what we're doing tonight. Yeah. So, like, my main thing is uh, degrading and humiliation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've heard this a lot now. Yeah. This is great. Okay. Yeah. Also, I am in BDSM. I am a, a dom, and I prefer sensei over sir. Okay. Uh, only because of DC colloquialism. You know, they use that as, like, a how are you, sir? Yeah. It's like, you know, like, okay, I know we haven't talked in, like, forever. Like, you don't have to serve me. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. That's petty. Uh, but, yeah, so um, I like sensei also because it's, like, cool and it's, like, very anime-esque. So mm -hmm. I just think it's, like, I don't know. I like, it goes with the whole Jason Zhu thing, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, so I'm into uh, degrading and humiliation, 
uh, fisting, I love so much. I love fisting guys. Really? Oh god! Okay. Like, and I never thought that I would be into it, um, but I love it so much. Like, it is so, so therapeutic. Well, let's go back really quick to uh, degradation and humiliation. Yeah. For people that don't know, what does that entail? Like, what what happens? So, uh, first, it entails a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a waiver, maybe. Yeah, because like I mean, and like for me, I always check for like people's mental health too, mm-hmm. because. If you're into degrading humiliation, like you, it has to be a reason, you know, like I'm not just going to do this because, mm-hmm. oh, that's what you fantasize about or that, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. like, no, like tell me your reasoning behind wanting this because I'm going to say some things to you that are going to be really hurtful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some things to you that are going to be extremely humiliating. So I need to make sure that you are sane and safe to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like that is number one. Um, and then also, like, you know, we got to build, like, that trust for mm-hmm. sure. Like, because I don't want to be a toxic dom. Like, yeah. that's just not cool. Like, it's like we can have fun and, like, you know, vibe out and, and do what we need to do. But um, you don't got to be toxic. You know, yeah. like, I don't have to abuse anyone. Like, my, my role isn't to abuse someone. It is to give them what they want, satisfy them, and build them up as a human being. Like, I'm not sitting there. I don't want to abuse you why like that's not fun for me that is absolutely amazing that you just said that you there is this one model that i interviewed um and he does humiliation as Mm -hmm. well his name is miles striker and he's he he does he has a site called straight gay humiliation Mm -hmm. and everything you just said is something that he touched on it's very important um and one of the things he mentioned was uh getting the people that come to him for the first time and thinking what the hell did these other people do to you? Mm-hmm. It's about building them up. And yeah. by the time you're done, you feel like a better person yeah. because of what yeah, happened. Yeah, because you just went through yeah. that. Like, that was like that was amazing. Like, you went past your limit. Like, mm-hmm. you, like I've had people just have amazing experience, like, once it's over with. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people think that it's, like, very sexual. Like, it doesn't even have to be. Like, I mm-hmm. can just flog you, and it doesn't have to be yeah. sexual. It's just therapy for you. Like, yeah. you want to feel, you know, those falls on you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you want, and you want me to do it. Wow. Um, so, would you consider... Is that something you do on your, your Just for Fans page or your... Yeah, uh, I, okay. do, I have a few fisting videos up there. Um, coming soon will be like my cockball torture because I love cockball Really? Torture. Okay, you're getting yeah. into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm right. going to be a heavy player. I know by the okay. time, like, time I get like real season. Oh, yeah. I'm okay, we'll, be... we'll have to talk about yeah. some stuff on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, yeah, it's... it's... Yeah, I've, I've actually gotten, uh, through this podcast, I've been able to meet a lot of... Well, I knew some of these porn stars, but also... Um, I was able to delve a little deeper and talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in 12 years, I've seen some shit. Yeah. Um, n- no pun intended, but also, right. I've, I have seen some shit. But I, I mean, like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen stuff, and I've always been intrigued by it. So asking and delving a little deeper mm-hmm. has gotten me to realize there are so many people out there, like, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And there is a lot of things out yeah. there that people uh, are into uh-huh. that you wouldn't even think. Like, yeah. I, I know a model, and I, I mention this all the time. But there's this model that I know that uh, Jake Morgan, who mm-hmm. uh, I sat down and he he gets paid to sit on balloons, yeah, and pop them, and the yeah. guy just sits in the corner. And he's like, <gasps> you know, like, uh-huh. that's that's what gonna be. Yeah, no, I've had like guys like pay me to just like wear like old school like underwear, mm-hmm. like 
uh, from like the 1950s, 40s. Really? Yeah, like that stuff. And you know, I don't judge them. I think like that's your thing. That's yeah, cool. Like, yeah. You know, and also the the way that it looks on me is actually kind of nice too. Like it's like, oh, I like these. Can I keep these? <laughs> yeah. But you can't, you know, they're not yeah, going to give they're it like, away. They're no. like, no. Like, no, like, come on. These were a hard find. Get out of here. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about your advocacy because I know yeah. you're very um, – uh, passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned um, Prep Squad DC. Yeah. What is Prep Squad DC? Uh, Prep Squad DC is a community-based organization within DC uh, that was their primary talk target is like safer sex, mm-hmm. uh, but they are for people of color, uh, primarily black gay men, black queer men. Um, we're trying to expand into uh, the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, my ultimate goal uh for the next year would be to have a uh undetectable woman Mm -hmm. uh so we can really start getting that message out into the trans community Mm -hmm. as well because um i went to uc uh sa uh usca uh and really opened my eyes to how like uh, we're kind of leaving them behind Mm -hmm. you know and we should really be like walking together and so um, and I didn't realize that, you know, because I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this great thing for, you know, Prep Squad DC, being mm-hmm. undetectable, mm-hmm. man, saying this for, you know, the community. And I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm only saying it for people who look like me. Mm. Like, that's it. Like, and it's just like, oh, man, so it kind of stung a little bit. But I mean, well, that came can grow for sure. But I'm, I, and I'm not saying this to minimize it, but that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. On its own. Like, you're, 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 you said you're standing up and having a voice or being the voice for people like you, th- that's a lot on its own. It's like, I honestly sometimes don't think people are paying attention, uh, but the amount of like DMs that I get, the people just, you know, disclosing to me that, hey, thank you for doing this, I'm undetectable, or hey, I, you know, just found out I'm HIV positive and my goal is to become undetectable. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, holy crap, I'm doing something. Uh, that's that's wow Mm -hmm. like i just was just like you know i'm just telling you know my story of how like i got here and where i'm at um and sometimes it's it's not perfect Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's a journey you know so i just that's all i'm doing Mm -hmm. and but for people to really like resonate with that was like wild like i mean like it was great like it was a humbling experience for sure Uh, if people want to find uh dc uh prep squad dc where would they go where would they get this information yeah so they can find uh prep squad dc uh they're on instagram under prep squad dc uh and they are also on twitter uh as prep squad prep squad dc as well um so yeah you can find them on social media they're pretty uh accessible um, and through that, you can go to the Prep Squad DC, like I think it's a dot org uh, site, and mm-hmm. also uh, we also have a UMAN site as well. Um, that one is fairly new, so mm-hmm. I don't really know, but I want to say it's uh, UMAN uh, dot org or something like that. Yeah, okay. but it's yeah, but I mean, you can go on my Twitter, uh, Jason underscore Zoo, and I have it right there in my link. That's what I was going to ask next. Now, if people yeah. want to find your stuff and what you do, yeah. uh, so it's Jason underscore Zoo, yeah. but Jason, J-A-C-E-N underscore Z-H-U, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what about your Just for Fans? And uh, My Just for Fans, it is uh, Just for, I believe is a, or no, it's Just, 
yeah, it's, it's just, just for, for dot fans. fans. Yeah, uh, slash Jason underscore zoo. Okay. Yeah, it took me a while to learn that with that dot. I yeah. would just typed in like just for fans, and it would never come up. I was like, what is going on? Mm. Well, yeah. justforfans.com was probably taken. Yeah, I don't know. It's so. it's kind of we're past the day where if you didn't if you have a dot com or if you don't yeah. have a dot com, it's it's you know, it's not yeah. cool. Now it is cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else that I can I can help you plug? Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm things? gonna finally get back into uh, uh, take down Tina. I'm moving because I moved to San Diego, and you know the journey there with like relapses and stuff like that was just like wild. Um, so now I'm like getting back into that and really like trying to spread the message and just not like just pretty much just tell my story and my mm-hmm. journey of it. Uh, because it didn't end when I moved, you know, like, and so, and even with like the knowledge. So it's just like a great, uh, opportunity to like renew and like refresh myself, you know, where I'm at now and Mm -hmm. who I am now. So I've learned a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like this, yeah, it's crazy, but, um, you know, crystal meth is becoming a, a problem for, you know, people of color now. And so how dare me, you know, shut up and not yeah. telling where I'm at. You know, I, like, I can't, you know, I mentioned before and I know we didn't touch on it, but I, I follow your Twitter. I think it's very, very fascinating. I yeah. love listening to you not shut up. Yeah. So don't, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that it's very, very, it's, it's honest and it's brave. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it is. Trust me. It's not, it's not, <laughs> you easy. don't make friends. Yeah. I you know. <laughs> like, because I'd be trying, I'd be like, Oh man, do people think I'm like a bitch? And I'm like, I'm not being a bitch. I'm just really being like honest. Yeah. Like, and not like throwing any shade in mm-hmm. there. Like, it's just like, these are the facts. And like, yeah. this is like some bull crap. Yeah. I stick to that too. And I think that that's uh, part of the reason why I never came to Hollywood. I never came to, to do anything in bigger studios. Fell on this, kept doing it. And then I would see like the way the other studios would talk about bareback studios yeah. or anything like that. And I would watch, and I watch as an outsider, mm-hmm. and then continue to watch as an outsider as these studios are now moving into bareback for profit. Yeah, so I know. It's, 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 and now they're trying to incorporate, you know, undetectable models now because that's becoming a thing. But, you know, there's still a lot of them owned by these straight people mm-hmm. who uh, have, like, their notion of what undetectable is. It's yeah. just, like, not based yeah. on science or facts. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But absolutely, I... I, I uh, it's not that I, you need my encouragement, but I, 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 you just mentioned about not knowing if people are paying attention. I'm definitely paying attention, and I love your Twitter. You. Keep doing it. I yeah. wanted to get you on this show for that because yeah. I was like, he, you know, this is this is somebody who's going to tell me a story. Yeah, like, you, you know? know, yeah, you know. And I got one more story because you know, Go last year I worked with uh, Gavian and did like a lot of things with okay. him. Let's talk about how I'm not nominated, for, uh-huh. but only for, I put a status about that, but only for favorite butt. Hmm. I never, right? Like, I'm just like, oh man, like this, this is, this is, you got to pay attention people. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it is a corporation. On, on your own, you mean, right? As like, cause they put out the models or they. Well, no, I was still work. I didn't like start talking about like retiring from mainstream porn until like the, maybe like October. Mm-hmm. Like, I worked that whole, like, 2000, the end of 2008, okay. like, I worked, like, I did things, like, did projects, did a whole thing with Kinkman, did mm-hmm. Cocky mm-hmm. Boy stuff, like, huh. you are male, although, you know, they probably won't nominate me for anything, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know, what yeah. are you going to do? You take Whatever. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I, you'll, you'll live for another day. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. just my advice, man, for people who look like me and want to get in this industry, stay with your people. Mm-hmm. Like it is just not worth it. Like it's really not. And I'm realizing how not worth it it is. Okay. And that's sad. Yeah. Cause it I is. Just, it's not that I hate anyone or dislike them. It's like I I want to work with you so we can make this a better and safer, you know, porn community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just not the reality. And I, I've come to realize that. Jesus. Yeah. I can go on for uh-huh. forever. I know. You know, I can. I well, you. I'll have you back. This is yeah. like, a, you know, um, it's it's picking up. It's building up. Uh, yeah. People are very, really enjoying the stories that we're telling. Um, so there'll definitely be a season two. I got a couple left for season yeah. one. And. We'll have you back and we'll talk I about know. other stuff. Now that we covered like, you know, the, the, the template, we'll uh-huh. get into uh, a deeper layer of stuff. Yeah. Cause I'd love, love and to sit down and talk to you. Real crazy stuff should be happening. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'll talk to you about that. Also, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, guys, uh, this is Jason Zhu. If you want to find him, he's on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you can find him on just for fans. Uh, if you like what we're doing here with the podcast, uh, you can find it on any podcast directory. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and wherever you go, please rate it, subscribe to it. Uh, it yeah. really, really helps to get those numbers up. Uh, this is Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande. And uh, if you've watched porn in the past 12 years, I've definitely helped you get off. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.